Welcome to Wholeness, a podcast for women. Explore and connect with your feminine body and discover your wholeness through simple embodied practices and open conversations. With women's yoga therapist, Kate Payne, and women's physiotherapist, Taryn Gordon. I'm Taryn and I'm Kate and welcome to the wholeness podcast we are back for another episode and today we are speaking about women's sovereignty and it's such a delicious juicy conversation so perhaps we'll start by settling into what arises for you when you think about and contemplate the word sovereignty for women? Mm. And just giving, you know, listeners a moment to feel into that. And for me, I feel like it's it's such a huge conversation there's so much there's so many different aspects to it but really what comes up for me when I think of sovereignty is connecting to your own self and to your truth and trusting the inner guidance um so yeah trust your truth is really what comes up for me Mm, trust your truth so good when I think about the word sovereignty I think about and I feel into my body this innate intelligence of knowingness so the first thing that arises when I hear the word sovereign is this intuitive innate knowing of what you need as a woman in any given moment and so if you are feeling fully sovereign then you are radically aligned to your values that you have a depth of understanding of your body energetically physiologically uh, and that you you also have this deep sense of awareness your awareness has become finely tuned and there have certainly been times in my life where I haven't felt like that. And so to arrive in a place where I do feel fully sovereign across all aspects of life feels very powerful and very potent. 
And I wonder if you could talk to some of the differences because I certainly have come from a place where I haven't felt fully sovereign and find myself too sitting in a space where I, I feel it way, way more often than not. And I can feel when I'm starting to step away from that and it's so much easier to pull myself back into uh, a space of sovereignty and yeah how how does it feel different for me it feels different in the sense that you start to look for things outside of yourself or you start to feel like you don't have the capacity to to be in your situation that you're in like it's something it's like it's pulling you away from yourself and that's the best way I can describe it and then you can feel yourself moving away from that really deep core connected truth and I really find it hard to have the words to articulate that sensation other than it feels like I'm moving away from myself. And when I feel like I'm moving away from myself, it does feel like a heightened uh, sensory experience, a heightened, like more a thinking mind starts to take over, a more analytical approach and a getting into that, what is the next step, how um, anxiety um, that starts to come up and whether it's um really like how how fast that escalates and how much I'm propelled into that state um can vary significantly but I can really feel myself even moving quite slightly in that direction mm -hmm. as well now so it's almost like a, that acute awareness is more finely tuned to mm -hmm. be go wow no actually that's not me come back to my center to my truth how does it feel for you yes and that coming back to center that coming back feeling like you've come back to a place where you feel calm and connected and aware that that there's such a huge sovereignty piece there as well for me that's that is you know when you are fully embodying your own sovereign nature is when you feel like you are in that place where you feel stable, you feel connected, you feel that uh, you feel clear and grounded and you can feel into your nervous system and it doesn't feel elevated in any way. It doesn't feel like the way you described moving into that fight or flight sort of sensation in the body you can feel that anxiety starting to build the the heart beginning to pump faster the shortness of the shallowing of the breath all of those pieces it's it's hard to find sovereignty in those moments unless you have uh the appropriate tools and practices to support you to come back into that place of let's call it alignment but as you were talking, the piece that kept popping up to me was around the, 
for circumstances in your external and internal that provide the best, the most solid foundations to be able to explore sovereignty. Because it's one thing to for us to sit here and 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 speak about sovereignty like it because it's so embodied for us. But then for someone who is currently, and you said it beautifully when you said, if you're currently in a life situation that you don't feel safe in, that you don't feel seen in, that you don't feel heard in, that you feel undervalued in, um, that you don't have community, there's a lack of community, it's very hard to foster this sense of sovereignty in that sort of environment. And so it feels similar to me when you describe knowing when you're sort of stepping out of your sovereign nature, when you're when you feel like you're being uh, or you're allowing external factors to impact your decision making, whether that's someone's opinion. Um, so you might have felt really strong in your opinion on something, but then someone pops in from the external and and has a different viewpoint and all of a sudden you feel like your viewpoint is wrong and that their viewpoint is right and therefore that steps you out of your sovereign innate knowing that your viewpoint is valid and that their viewpoint is their viewpoint but that's that's a practice in and of itself to be in that um, state of presence to acknowledge when that's taking place um I probably notice more when I am in that sovereign state, when I'm saying no to things because they feel really misaligned and grossly aware of being detached or unattached to the opinions of others in certain situations. Um, that's probably where I'm acutely aware of being in the sovereign, the sovereignty. And uh, yeah, but there is certainly an invitation there always when I do feel that heightened um, sense of being in the nervous system, that anxiousness or, or the shortness of breath in a situation. Um, certainly there's that invitation for inquiry into why that's taking place and where am I stepping out of that sovereign nature? Mm. I love it. And what comes up for me when I think about this is um, so many examples of women who I have worked with when it's, it's actually so available this uh, sensation of sovereignty and the practice, like you said, coming back into self, coming back to your centre um, and what is revealed to you when you come back to yourself and to your centre and the truth that your body will show you mm. um, and that body wisdom that naturally arises uh, because I've, I've seen a lot of women who have felt that they are not capable of doing that or I feel like perhaps when you're um, 
exploring this and you haven't yet experienced it or probably have experienced it but maybe haven't fully embodied it um it can seem quite elusive Mm. but it's actually so available and that's what I really love about working with women in the way that I do is that I get to witness them being in their sovereignty and I'm sure you um, love that about your aspects of your work as well when uh, when you get to witness women in their sovereignty and the the full body wisdom that is so available uh, and it comes through such simple practices. Uh, so, yeah, of just having lots of um, images of different women in their different experiences, um, having those moments of realisation of where perhaps those pieces of themselves have been uh, or they've stepped outside of themselves in different ways and aspects in their life and that realization of, wow, um, it doesn't need to be like that for me. And now I'm going to choose something different for myself. Mm. And that we were speaking earlier about sovereignty then being something that really arises from within. Do you want to speak a bit more to that piece? Yeah. And it absolutely does arise from within. And this is, I mean, I'll go into my um, pelvic health world around this as well, um, where uh, that's the space in my body where I often sense that it does arise from uh, and getting really connected and within the body. And that's often a space that we don't venture to for multiple different reasons. Um, but when we come into this space and we tune in quite acutely and uh, just sense our body and feel the sensations, it, it is just incredible how, you know, with a very simple question, um, mm. it doesn't even have to be a question, but a contemplation, um, a, a sensing into the body, a feeling coming from that feeling perspective, um, what wisdom just shows itself and it does just it just comes <laughs> and and it's often the simplest of uh I'm going to call it an answer or simple next step or simple way of being that we've become disconnected to or from which is really the next step um or the the, the way forward to becoming stepping more into your sovereignty and I don't know if I'm making any sense with any of that. <laughs> that makes complete sense and that's what we were talking about last week during the women's yoga training where we were asking women to feel into their intention for something at the level of the mind so what's your intention for this what's your intention for this practice What's your intention for this day? What's your intention for this work project? Whatever, it can be anything. What's your intention at the level in the mind? What's the first thing that comes, comes to mind? And you write that down. And then the practice you're describing is to take that now out of the mind and into the body and attune to the wisdom of the body. And with practice, those messages sort of more spontaneously and quicker they arise. But 
to begin with to just take that inquiry that question into the body and you've referred so beautifully down into womb space pelvic bowl and sit with that question that same question that you've just received your answer for when you've instantly thought about it in the mind and sit with that question and be patient as you wait for the response and notice if the answer is the same or in we both know usually the answer is quite different and I would love you to talk then about the answer being different what arises in many women is the answer was different but did I just think that it was different was that just at the level of the mind again that I just was looking for a different answer, a different response? Or could it be that that actually was my intuition speaking? Yeah. And firstly, we both know that when you do start to uh, intellectually think about, you know, maybe I made that up and yeah. maybe that's not really what came up for me it is what came up for you and no you didn't make it up mm. but it's the sensation and the feeling of one how it arises it's almost like wow where did that come from but you also at the same time know exactly where it came from because it, it is your truth mm -hmm. and so uh it's 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 a part of you it lives within you so it's not like it came from something outside of you mm. um and it seems perhaps surprising yet so familiar and so right mm. and it also feels completely different it feels like home is definitely mm. how women describe it it feels expansive. It feels peaceful. It feels like I just know, but I don't know how. Yeah. I know. And it feels like it's taken all of those other um, considerations and factors where I was trying to perhaps meet an expectation of somebody else or please somebody else or um, those you know more external factors but we definitely have internal expectations that we place upon ourselves as well so they can be internal but it feels like they all just uh dissipated and left and not no longer mattered yes and the answer came and the way forward came and it didn't feel constricted by those internal or external confounding factors. It just felt like smooth sailing, this is the way. And it doesn't mean it's not, you don't have states of confusion or unknowing, yes. but when you are confused or you don't know, you are so content with the amount of information that you have available to you right now because it feels like home. Yes, yes. And on that piece around it feeling like home because it arises from within and because it is innate to being a woman, having this ability to finally attune to intuition, 
there usually is a point in time in our lives where our human conditioning has allowed us to disconnect from that sovereign nature, from that innate, we are born as sovereign beings. That just is, we are just born like that. And so there is a moment in your life where you have disconnected from that and then perhaps disconnected from it again and then again and then again and then again. And we see that with through both of our work. We see that a lot with trauma. Uh, we see that a lot with uh, child development and um, environments that children are exposed to and all of those pieces allow for someone like of course I mean so of course women are going to be confused by this idea of it's spontaneous the, the message or the answer spontaneously arising right if you disconnected if you're speaking to a 40 year old woman and she's saying that she can't connect to her sovereignty that when she tunes into the responses are they true or not am I making it up or not if she disconnected from her sovereign nature when she was five, I mean, that's 35 years of disconnect. So of course, there's going to be those moments and those questions of, is this, is this real? Is my mind just making this up? And the piece that I want to bring into the space is how conditioned we have become to and we're seeing it right now with all that is playing out in the world where we have become conditioned to use the mind and the intellect in isolation to the rest of the body. So when we think about, uh, and you and I have spoken about this just in the last week, when we, sp when we speak about and think about community, it's all the pieces coming together to make the whole. So when you speak about the system of the core, where when you breathe, the diaphragm descends, that the pelvic floor softens, um, when you exhale, there is this retraction. Like it works as a system in the body and the body is made up of all of these different types of systems. The mind is one of those systems. And so when we use the mind and the intellect in isolation from our intuition, the feelings and sensations that arise in our body and other pieces, then we're really not maximizing the whole body and the wisdom of the whole body or the whole woman because we're really just looking at one piece and that's like you said what we've become so practiced in mm. and we also have become so practiced in questioning our bodies because that is the continual message that's given to women is that your body is wrong um, across all levels of, um, you know, when you think of it medically, it's all, we need to give you a diagnosis and that this yeah. is wrong and 
um, or when we think of you know the the physical um, appearance of the woman this is it's wrong it's not thin enough or toned enough or tight enough or whatever and then the woman's experience of her body is wrong Um, you shouldn't have period um, like changes across your menstrual cycle that interrupt your productivity Um, you need to just continue and push on through and so when the body is continually wronged and when we teach from such a young age um, that you need to be able to conceptualize and intellectualize this and um, that it would be quite irrational to make a decision based on a feeling-based thing yes um, we do become so um, unpracticed in um, trusting the body and the body's wisdom and I really like because I always talk about body wisdom and that's what it feels like for me it feels like body wisdom that comes through and that innate knowing but also not to wrong the mind because it is part of the system that works together but we've we've become so reliant upon the the judgmental the analytical mind making the decision whereas what I sense works best for me in my life and what really feels good and best for me in my life is letting the body lead the way and the mind is more like it's it takes more of a um I'm gonna say a backseat but more of a it's there to keep me safe. It's there to um, have intelligent conversations and yeah. do all that sort of thing. But it's not um, the driver, just like in the deep call, the, um, the breath is more of the driver. Yeah. Um, and yes, the other systems can work independently when we need them to and when we want them to. Yeah. Um, but for me, the body becomes more of the driver. Um, and that for me has been what has been... Ha- has made me able to embody the sovereign peace is that when I let my body lead the um this yeah it's it's an embodied way of embracing our sovereign nature yes we can use the mind in community and in conversation with the intuition with the body totally Totally. And we could segue into, but this is perhaps another another conversation, but we could segue from here into autonomy in healthcare, because I think that's a, as we both know, a huge piece. Uh, it, that really is when, you know, sovereignty uh, really comes to the forefront for me around birth and choice. Or we could go down the, the pathway of discussing sovereignty in the context of feminism. What are you feeling into? <laughs> I, I feel like the um, sovereignty in the context of um, autonomous healthcare and choices and that sort of thing 
would be so uh, easy to talk to, but I feel like that in the context of feminism might broaden our discussion more and um, feel a little bit more interesting and challenging. <laughs> That's not really an answer. Um, <laughs> Other than, like, I, I, I trust, um, what do you feel into? My sense is that the piece around autonomy in healthcare and the context of sovereignty is a whole conversation, a whole podcast episode in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But perhaps we move towards the feminist pathway. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I feel like we've already started to go in that direction um, a little bit and we could could have gone either way. But in the sense that um, when we talked about just before, you know, how the woman's body is has been wronged mm. throughout society, throughout, you know, for as long as we could remember. Mm. And um, when women have in attempt to reclaim um, the ownership of their body and their innate knowing and their inner um, intelligence, um, we've taken this, you know, uh, activation activist, <laughs> this, you know, this, this feminine activist from within. But we've also taken an approach of a like through a masculine lens in the sense that uh, women are highly capable beings we are you know highly intelligent we are you know we're the mothers of you know all things in this world Mm. Um, but when we have tried to perhaps reclaim our sovereignty uh, in the past what I sense is we've done it in a very masculine way and from a masculine approach, trying to uh, feel and sense that we are equal to men so that we are, must be have the same capacity, the same approach. Um, like we, It's almost like a we can keep up and we want to prove that and we want to show that. But we've done it from a, we can be the working mother, um, we can be the high performance and high performing achieving like athlete or career woman, um, whatever example we might like to use. But we've continued to wrong the body of, you know, our natural rhythm and our natural cycle. So rather than going our the female body is highly attuned to rhythms and cycles and connected to nature. And let's use that as our superpower. We've tried to still dull it down and make it wrong. Medication masking, for example, or pressing on because we can do this and we've got this. We think that we have to continually be productive to prove that we've got this and we can do this and that we can achieve so much but without using the superpowers of a woman which is our natural rhythm and our cycles Um, and from that approach we we then step even further maybe not further away but it doesn't bring us closer to that sovereignty piece it 
it feeds that disconnect and it feeds that uh yeah disassociation from the woman's body what do you think yes that is exactly what has happened and that has just been the approach to date so when I think about this idea of feminism I think about it the same way that I think about many of the yoga teachings as states of consciousness or levels of awareness of something so when I think about feminism I don't think about it in the sense of women trying to be equal with men and and proving that we can do it all the same as men I see all those pieces as the actions that we have taken as women towards this state of consciousness that we're trying to elevate to that is feminism which for me is this beautiful recognition of women as unique individuals separate men that we honor and celebrate the qualities of what it means to be woman that we celebrate and honor the life cycles of a woman the constant ebb and flow of varying states of consciousness as we move in and out of like menstrual cycles and pregnancy and postpartum periods and menopause and motherhood and a celebration of the entire life cycle of a woman that to me is feminism feminism is a celebration of all parts of woman feminism to me is not having to equal men in in our ability to do anything it's not it's equally not a wronging of men either, which you and I have had many conversations about, but it is this recognition of the masculine and the feminine energies coming together in unity. So there's this huge unity piece around feminism as a state of consciousness for me rather than the actions, because clearly the actions, the pathways that have been chosen have not, they've worked in way, some ways, but ultimately, you know, we've come full cycle now to a point where it's time to pivot, it's time to shift the focus and move in a new direction, one that, one that does recognise all of those elements that I've just described around it being this state of consciousness. And I think it does a real disservice when I see people speaking about wanting to break up with feminism or that feminism is dead because I believe the pathway in which we've come is, has come to an end, but certainly the intention of feminism is still very much alive and very much alive for me um, as we move forward.
totally. And this might be like a <laughs> like, oh, am I going to go a little bit um, off track here? But hear me out. <laughs> what comes up is balance, mm. and the reason why I speak to balance because I lot I hear similarly. Um, balance is not achievable. Balance isn't really a thing. Um, balance is. Um, and so similar when you're talking about feminism is dead or let's break up with feminism. And it's same for me, that idea of disconnecting from um, this sense of balance can be, achieve, can be achieved in our life. Mm. But what feminism isn't is like this, we're equal to men because we're just different. So it's not about an equal equilibrium thing. Um, yes complimentary uh, and the same with balance it's not a, um, equal parts of say work and life if you're going to use that work-life balance um, as an analogy uh, but it's it's a sensation it's a feeling so when I talk about balance for me I'm talking about inner peace I'm talking about a sensation of feeling a sense of equilibrium within my mm. body, a mm. sense of wholeness within myself. And so balance for me is certainly something that I am striving for or wanting to achieve or experience or feel within my day-to-day. -day. It doesn't look like I spend X amount of time here doing this and this sort of self-care practices and then I immerse myself in work for this amount of time and I'm trying to take a very masculine approach to achieving a feeling within myself. And that's similar to what I hear when you're talking about. Feminism is a, a sense of being deeply content with me as a woman, feeling whole as a woman, celebrating the fact that I am a woman and celebrating the experiences that I will have as a woman and my life that I am gifted and the life cycles that I will move through as a woman. And that's a very feeling thing. It doesn't mean that I have to show externally with action that I can achieve a particular thing that is equal to what a man can do because that achieving a particular thing <laughs> that is equal to somebody who is different gender to me I mean it's I mean when I'm, I'm talking about men and women here but even woman to woman yes like when we bring it to something external from from ourselves it's already disconnected from the sensation and the feeling from within that we're wanting to experience Yes. When I hear you speak about that, like women to men, it would be, it is like growing, popping an apple tree seed in the ground and expecting to grow oranges. That's how I, that's how I just had the visual of men and women. Uh, you know, they are complementary to one another in that they can grow in the same orchard, right? <laughs> they can use the same water supply but they are not the same tree. They are not the same fruit. And they're certainly not the same tree. They're not the same fruit, right? And then woman to woman, 
we may all be apples. <laughs> but no, going. This we is are. <laughs> we may all be apples, right? So we we may all be apples, but we certainly grow on different trees. And that is the individual nature of being human, that there is no other human on this planet who is you. None. None. Not one other person. Despite the similarities, there is only one of you. And so your interpretation of feminism, and I love that you brought balance into the space because it's something I feel really passionate about as well. And I love the description of the equilibrium in the body because that is exactly the feeling and sensation that I attune to as well when I think of this term balance. But it's individual. And so sovereignty, feminism, balance, masculinity, it's all open for interpretation to the individual, right? And so I feel like that's the perfect spot to wrap up this conversation and let women listening to this sit with that, allow this conversation to integrate, to feel in for themselves what resonates what arises spontaneously within them as they're hearing some of these pieces and being in full receivership and not wronging any part of that process for them. Because that is the sovereignty piece. That's exactly what we're talking to. Yeah. don't need to wrong anything everyone has a unique experience and a unique perspective and unique view, but trust what is here for you and within for you because you couldn't get it wrong. Just because it's different to somebody else's experience, viewpoint, you cannot get it wrong because you are the unique individual having the unique experience, which is exactly why you were birthed into this world and you are what we need to be fully expressed here like that is the gift that you have come into this world with and I agree that's the perfect space to wrap up thank you for joining us for this episode of the wholeness podcast we invite you to look at the show notes where you'll find reflective questions and links to practices that accompany this episode. Join our community on Instagram by searching wholeness podcast or one word and join the embodied woman club spelt W O M B A N on Clubhouse, where we invite you to share in real time, multi-dimensional conversations about women's health matters.